Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim will continue our preaching series through the Gospel of Mark. We're in chapter 1, looking at verses 9 through 11. These three short verses describe a remarkable event, the baptism of Jesus. Now that raises a lot of questions. John the Baptist certainly had some. Why in the world would the Son of God need to be baptized by anyone? If it seems backwards, good, it should. And then we read about the voice of God being heard from heaven, identifying Jesus as his beloved son. Well, that doesn't happen every day. I dare say nobody has ever before or ever since received such an introductory nod of approval. What must that have been like to be there and hear that proclamation? Pastor Jim will guide us through an accurate understanding of, of all that was going on here as you listen in today, and we hope every day this week, to the message entitled, The Beloved Son of God. I, don't, I wish I could have heard that conversation. I know it took some explaining before John agreed to baptize Jesus. And he had a valid point. Why, why would he baptize Jesus when he was the one who needed a Savior and Jesus was the Savior? Shouldn't it be the other way around? You know, there were two occasions when John resisted baptizing someone, but the reasons were very different. There's this time where he doesn't want to baptize Jesus because Jesus is without sin. The other time he didn't want to baptize the the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees who came to him because they were flaming hypocrites. They weren't worthy of John's baptism, but John felt he certainly wasn't worthy to baptize the Son of God. He was a humble man, and, and you can learn from his humility. On the one hand, he was the most important character to show up on the scene for over 400 years, and yet he immediately submitted himself to Christ. He knew his own sinfulness, and he, he never thought of claiming to a position other than what God had wanted for him. And by the way, you realize that later on Jesus would say, no one has ever lived who is greater than John the Baptist. So one of the great lessons of the Bible to learn is that contrary to everything our world screams to us, greatness, spiritually speaking, begins with humility. And it never forgets it. Do you share the humility of John the Baptist? He... He first meets Jesus, and the, and the first thing he has to do is have a theological argument with him. Why? Me baptize you? He brought his question to the Lord, but he worked it through, and then he did the right thing. And the, the summary of what convinced John to baptize Jesus is in verse 15 of Matthew chapter 3. But Jesus answering said to him, Permit it at this time. For in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he permitted him. Now, the difficulty isn't in understanding the words, it's figuring out what he meant by them. 
permit it at this time. Well, it was the right time. That, we can, that part we can figure out. For in this way it's fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. There's an us there. Jesus and John together needed to do something, and it was described as righteous. A lot of suggestions have been made about what that means to fulfill all righteousness. and Some of them are pretty silly. Uh, some have suggested that Jesus' baptism was an initiation into His role as a high priest. Now that's really tempting for a preacher because you, I could get up and preach that and you'd say, I never thought of that. Wow, is that guy smart. Well, the reason you never thought of it is that you were looking at the Bible in front of you. There's nothing here about him being a high priest. John wasn't a, a, a priest anyway, and, and Hebrews explains that Jesus' priesthood was different and superior to the normal priesthood of his day, and so that's obviously not it. That's just completely made up. Some suggest that Jesus wanted to identify himself with Gentiles by being baptized in the manner that a Gentile would have to be baptized in order to convert and become a Jew. Well, that's, that's better. You know, I, I, there's at least a, a kernel of truth in there because the gospel is and always was for Gentiles as well as Jews, but it's still quite a stretch to find that in the text here. Still others say that Jesus was baptized by John to give his endorsement to John's authority as a prophet. Now that one, I'm going to give that one about a C-. minus. I mean, at least there's something there. Jesus did say, let us fulfill all righteousness. He was connecting with John. He was including John in the plan that he was fulfilling. So that's, that's closer, but it still means you have to read something into the text that isn't really there. Another idea is that Jesus wanted to be baptized vicariously for the sins of the world. So what he was doing when he was baptized by John was beginning the process of sin-bearing. Well, kind of plausible, but actually Jesus started His suffering when He was born into a sin-cursed world 30 years before this. Um, I don't think that's in the, what the context means either, but... Jesus said it rather precisely, if not, even if it's not immediately easy to understand. In this way, it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. He's saying that for God's plan to be fulfilled, it was necessary for him to be baptized by John the Baptist. Now, here's what's going on. First of all, Jesus is setting an example of obedience. Hebrews tells us that he learned from his own obedience. John was included in this because it was us. Both of them did what was required. You know, there would be a, a later time in Jesus' ministry when uh, he made it clear that uh, he was not obligated to pay the poll tax to Caesar. And, but then he said to Peter, but lest we give them an offense. And he told Peter to go pay the tax for both of them. Now, the cool part of that story is that catch a fish and then you'll find a coin for you and a coin for me. God has not taken care of my taxes that way yet. Maybe I should, maybe I should go fishing someday. I never fish. 
But what I'm saying is, Jesus set the example of obedience. The first act of His public ministry on earth was to identify with the prophet of God, His forerunner, and to identify with sinners. His first act was to show people that they were right to listen to John's preaching. They were right to confess their sins and to be baptized. He did it to fulfill all righteousness. But face it, the confession part didn't take long. There wasn't any. It was purely an act of obedience. One day, He would go to the cross and it would become true what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. He made Him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. You see, when you come to Christ, you get His righteousness credited to your account by faith. So He was committing an act of righteousness. It was part of the, the righteousness that you now have in Christ. He obeyed the Father. A second reason I can see for Jesus being baptized is that baptism symbolizes just what your baptism as a believer symbolizes, death and resurrection. So He was, in a sense, maybe pointing to where He was going. When you're baptized as a believer in Christ, you proclaim your identification with the death and resurrection of Christ on your behalf. You're buried with Him in in baptism and raised with Him to newness of life. So when Jesus was baptized, maybe He was showing that from the, the very beginning He understood that His purpose on earth was to die and to rise again, to pay the penalty for your sins so that you can be forgiven and have eternal life as a free gift from God and you can be credited with His righteousness. But there's another important lesson or important reason here. Jesus not only obeyed the Father by submitting to the cross and bearing your sins there. He not only forgives us our sins and and cleanses us, but He actively obeyed the Father perfectly in everything so that He has a perfect righteousness to credit to you. Let me show you a couple of cross-references to help you understand how significant it is that Jesus did righteousness. Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. Paul is saying that I may be found in Him, listen carefully here, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. You are given a righteousness. When when, when you become a Christian, you don't get a boost. You don't get help. You get raised from the dead. You're brought to life. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. You had no righteousness. The very best that you could conjure up is as far as worthiness in the sight of God is concerned, filthy rags. Isaiah 64, 6, all of our, and it's literally righteousnesses. Every single thing you could do to try to earn righteousness is, it's worthless. You need something you can't come up with. That's why Romans 1, 16 and 17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, 
For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.